Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Today is um, the day that we have this year's mm, sort of like antagonist a little bit, Sean McLaughlin on. Sean's like looking at me like, oh, maybe a little bit. You are most well known on charity season as being um, Brayden's like arch enemy or like the guy that was just after Brayden. Please let us know what was the first thing about Brayden that annoyed you where you were like I gotta watch out for this guy I don't necessarily know if I was the guy out to get Brayden the entire time it didn't feel that way at least when we were going through it I think for me and, and by the way preface it me and Brayden are all good we're friends um, oh I, really yes yeah I enjoyed 
uh, seeing, see, watching it back gave me a little bit more perspective on Braden. And like, he was just literally being himself the entire time. I'm never going to knock a guy for being, you know, authentic. Uh, but night one, I remember it's just so stressful. The, like the entire experience is really crazy. Everything's so new. So I haven't even got a chance to really speak to charity yet before, uh, besides my entrance. And then Braden kind of has the, the interaction that he has, comes back, talks all about it. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. Looking back on it, it's like not that big of a deal. But yeah, that was from the jump. And I was like, okay, don't really love him, but you know, we're going to go through this together and figure it out. And it just kind of kept uh, going on and on and on. And then eventually it came to a head, I guess, in Washington. <laughs> Are you saying it's fair to say that maybe you exaggerated all of his annoyances? I, I don't think I exaggerate all of his annoyances. I think going back in the moment, it was definitely frustrating. But, um, you know, I think everything is very heightened in that environment. Like everything is very heightened. So I think the things that he was doing was just, we didn't have any other drama really. Like, yeah. The guys we had were so great that I think just the, he was really the only bit of it. Um, yeah. So I think it was just heightened a little bit. But I don't think I was yeah. exaggerating my reactions at all. I think that's how I felt in the moment. Yeah, my bad. I should have worded it in the way that like you probably made it. You probably felt it was a bigger deal in that situation than it would have been like in, in the real world. Yeah, pretty much. I think you're right on that. <laughs> the uh, Sean uh, Ben here. Nice to uh, nice to meet you. So you just uh, kind of started out with saying that you and Braden are now friends. Uh, I have a similar experience with somebody on uh, Caitlin season. His name was JJ Lane. Uh, mm-hmm. JJ was somebody that. Um, really kind of got under a lot of people's skin. And then once we got off the show, you know, he went to paradise people that got to know more of him. And then I got to know more about him and, and, and we're friends today. Uh, what about Braden have you learned post show where you're like, he is just this guy. I mean, JJ's the same way. He still would annoy me. I haven't talked to JJ in years, but like, but you just, I, I think you just get to know somebody a little deeper and you're like, yeah, that's just who they are. So what about Braden have you learned since the filming of the show? I think, I mean, me and Braden have gotten a chance to speak a lot since then. Um, I, I'm never one to hold grudges too. So it's not something I wanted to carry on into my life like this. I hated going through the experience with him, but like afterwards I was you know, definitely open to mending that relationship. What I realized is when I'm talking to Braden and like the earrings, the crazy outfits, like that's him. Like that is literally him. And I, I became very appreciative of him just being himself the entire time. And truthfully, he was, he was being pretty real. Like I think in the experience with the bachelorette, you do have to lean in a little bit. And I think if you're constantly fighting against this crazy experience where you might potentially get engaged in like six, seven weeks, whatever the time frame is, and it just kind of weighs on you. So he was one of those guys that like he was trying to bring real world, you know, I guess um, opinions and thoughts into that experience. Like you guys are all crazy. Like you can't do this. But I think post show, I think he's just being himself. And I've come to like really appreciate it. Like I laugh at a lot of the stuff he does now and we're all cool, but I, he's just himself and that's him. Like, and he doesn't conform his, um, his personality, which I really appreciate too. He's not going out there to, please anyone like he's going to be himself no matter what the situation if there's cameras on him if there's no cameras around like that's Braden, and I, I definitely come to love and respect that that sounds like perhaps you mended this relationship somewhere called bachelor in paradise i don't know we'll have to we'll have to see i can't really comment you do on have a that, tan right, right now but... you're pretty tan uh, you're more tan than i remember you so i would uh, i think that seems like a a beach tan 
I live in Florida, Ben. I yeah. live in Florida. Oh, dang. Son, so. Good comeback. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Nice cover up there. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm thinking, I'm just going to assume that you both are in paradise, okay? okay. Because we know Brayden is in paradise. Yeah. And um, you guys had men tell all. I'm assuming if he goes by the regular timeline, after you filmed Paradise, which probably complicates your relationship because you probably became friends in Paradise and then you had to go and argue with him at mental all. I think that um, <laughs> there's a lot. Like, honestly, there's a lot we go into in terms of like the men tell all and then obviously where it ends up after that. I think that what really was the difference for me in mending the relation with Brayden was like watching it all back and seeing that for the most part, like 99% of it, he was being honest with Charity, yeah. telling her everything. And I was never going to be the one that, you know, I guess goes to Charity and brings up other guys. I really was just focused on our relationship. But I, I just got a lot more perspective on it. Um, and I thought it was funny. Like he said some stuff about me that I was laughing at. I think me and Brainer are both the type of personalities where we can laugh at each other. We can laugh at ourselves. We don't make too big of a deal out of nothing. But in the moment when you're filming and doing all that, it definitely becomes, it weighs on you a little bit. But I was laughing the entire time watching it back. So we're all good now. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm going to see him this weekend, actually. I'm going out to San Diego for some work. So we're going to hang out and catch up and I guess he got a new hairstyle. I'm anxious to, to see it. I don't know if y'all saw that, but <laughs> I don't think I did. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. I would like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, well, Sean, moving on from Braden then, because that isn't your only legacy uh, from the show. You were around for a while. It was even a bit of a legacy, actually, but I guess maybe I, I wasn't tuned in as, as much as I thought, but yeah. The, uh, the mental all did just air recently. Um, if you can give viewers, so the people that listen to this show are, are fans of the show. They've been around for a while. They're loyal watchers. They really like the behind the scenes. And so can you just kind of give us a quick overview of what you expected during your time filming and what it was actually like, and then also maybe move that into the same thing with Mintel all, what was it like to see all these guys again and charity, um, you know, after you've watched yourself on television for weeks? Yeah, I, I really had no idea what to expect going into filming The Bachelorette. Like, it's it's a crazy whirlwind at first. My coworker had nominated me, and, and I've been single for, before the show, six years. So I was like, you know what, I'm in a good spot with my life right now. Like, I feel like I'm ready for it. It'd be a cool experience. Like, let's go for it. But the whole time leading up to it, you really have no idea. I've never really been in front of a camera I'd never really been into the, you know that type of environment before. And I remember, I don't think I've ever been more nervous in my entire life than when I walked down to get in the limo and I got Dot and James, John B and Mike B. And they're all just like great looking dudes, funny, like super personable. And I'm sitting down next to Dot and, and Dot's all of six, eight. And I just look so tiny. Six, eight? Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> Don, Don says he's six seven. That dude is all of six eight. He is an unbelievably big human being, but he's also so kind and funny. It was great getting to know him at first. So I kind of hung out with those guys at first when we got to the mansion, but I'm sitting in the limo. I can't even speak. Like I'm shaking. Mm-hmm. And it was a little cold in LA when we were filming. So I could use that as an excuse, but really I, I couldn't even speak. My voice was trembling. And I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to say anything to charity when I, when I get to see her. But as soon as I stepped out of limo, I kind of, it was actually shocking how much I calmed down and was able to get out what I wanted to say. And then you step right into the mansion and there's about 25, like the most attractive outgoing people you've ever seen in your life. So I felt super, I don't know, a little, little self-conscious um, yeah. going into it. And then I think after the, the first night, 
you kind of don't really notice the cameras too much. Like first night, they're definitely in your face and everything's so crazy. You're filming all night. I think that, you know, we finished that rose ceremony. It was like nine o'clock in the morning. And I didn't even talk to Charity. So I was like, what the heck? You didn't talk to her that first night. I didn't talk to the first night. So I went into that rose ceremony. I'm like, am I, I I have no idea like where I stand. Obviously it was pretty crazy. I was exhausted. I was up all night. Um, So it was definitely stressful going into that rose ceremony. But after that moment and after you kind of get into it and you kind of get a feel for how things operate, um, it became a lot more comfortable. And one thing I realized pretty quickly is you got to be open with like how you're feeling in the moment, like be okay expressing that. I think you're, you should be able to say how you're feeling. And a lot of people get caught up with how they're going to look on TV. I feel like I never once did anything. I was like, oh, that's going to look bad on TV. Like I was just being myself and like whatever I was feeling in the moment, whatever I was thinking, like I was going to say it and, and be pretty open with it. Um, and we kind of carried that same, for the most part, all of us carried that same thing into the tell-all. And obviously there's a time gap between when we get done filming and when we film the tell-all. I mean, I'm, I'm really close with with pretty much all the guys too. So we're, we're always talking and, and, you know, making sure we keep in touch with one another. I've, I've hung around a bunch of them before then. Um, but there, we knew we were going to have to talk about like, the main points of the season. And like the main point of the season was, was Braden for the most part up until his exit. Um, so I remember like, and I wouldn't say our relationship was actually mended then. Like I think it got mended post-men tell all. Really? Yeah. There's hmm. uh, our, 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 our relationship's, a little bit of a roller coaster, I would say. And I love the guy now, like he's amazing, but it's been a roller coaster with me and Braden for sure. So I like I was actually going into the tell on him, like, I just have to speak about how I was feeling in the moment. Like this is about the bachelorette and you know how I was feeling going through that dealing and navigating the situations with Braden. So I was okay with kind of saying my piece. I also thought Braden handled himself incredibly well. Like he was, again, he was just being himself and he was pretty much telling Charity everything. There's a little like nuance to that in terms of, I guess, the way he was shaping it to her compared to he was shaping it to the guys. But, you know, he was pretty honest with her. So it wasn't it wasn't that difficult to go back into how I was feeling the moment because I feel like I had some fair points. I think brain's points are valid, too. And I don't think there's anyone wrong in the situation, truthfully. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, Well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done 
has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you guys really thought that he was saying these things to you guys, but not telling her the same thing. Yeah. And that's I, where like you guys got so annoyed at him. I just thought it was like, it got to the point where I, I knew, I think Brayden knew that like he was never going to be able to like get there in the end. And like, yeah, the, right, right, right. And like at that point, like when you're, you're, you're taking time from other guys and you're accepting roses, but like, you know, you're not going to get there. It's better just to kind of, to bow out and like, we didn't know that he kind of quote unquote self-eliminated in Washington. Either. Yeah. We thought she had <laughs> sent her home. So right. like, the plays into everything. There's a lot that you get a little bit more clarity in watching it back. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we didn't know he was shaping it the same way and he was being pretty honest with charity, but I think he just knew he wasn't going to get there and to defend him a little bit. This it's, it's a tough experience. Like people think you went on the bachelorette and you had a vacation for however long it was. It's really, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. It's emotional. Like you're in situations you never dealt with before, and like you're trying to figure out how to navigate it. And there's really no manual. And especially like for me, like the biggest part of this experience was the guys were so amazing. We have such great relationships. So when Brayden went to Washington, it was kind of like he was he was on the outside, and I'm sure that played a big part into it. Where that becomes even more difficult when you know the guys you're hanging around with a lot aren't necessarily in your corner. Right. Totally. It's obvious that at some point Brayden did realize that he probably wasn't going to be there at the end. Um, Sean, did you ever have that realization? Did you ever, mm-hmm. when did you start to feel like, Hey, this is not going to be my thing with charity forever. Yeah. I think for me, probably when I, when I, when we went on the two on one date, like that should have been probably like the first indication uh, for me that it wasn't going to be in there. And there's definitely moments like when, and you guys didn't get the chance to, to see like all of our conversations, right? It's a television show, like not everything be shown, but like 
there really was a connection between me and her. So I don't think it was the realization until we went on the two-on-one date and then Dot and got, uh, you know, back-to-back one-on-ones too. Should have been a little bit more my mind, but I can't really base my feelings on like where she stands with other guys. You try to block that out in the moment. So like, I didn't know her connection with Joey. I didn't know her connection with Dot or Zay or Aaron B or any of that. I'm just focused on, you know, what I feel when I'm with her. Um, but not getting a rose on the two-on-one date probably should have been the indication like, hey, like it's probably she's probably not gonna be the one for you. And that's tough because like I cared, like I, I cared deeply about her. I felt great about our relationship. So your mind kind of just it just crumbles a little bit when like you feel so great, but you're not getting the rose, and then you're kind of stuck around in limbo. Limbo, like I didn't know if we were getting another date, like I had no idea what that week held. And then we have hometowns the next week. And I've only introduced one girl to my family my entire life. So that's a kind of a big deal to me. And I wanted to have some, some confidence going in, uh, into hometowns that I could potentially, I guess, be the one in the end. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I think New Orleans was kind of the realization for me. Tonight, as we are recording this on Monday, August 21st, is the finale. I am <laughs> unspoiled and I'm very excited. I know that there's like this big, this big people mistake that happened over the weekend. We'll talk about that yeah. in tomorrow's recap. But I want to ask you, we're going into this night with really three guys still there. Aaron B is there and she hasn't eliminated him. Were you shocked to see him show up? Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you know this? Like, was he saying this in the group chat? Did you, did you guys know beforehand? I, I, I would say that like watching him get ready and pack his stuff when I was watching the episode back, I was like, Aaron B is going to Fiji. Oh my God. And I, we were like, we were kind of having a good laugh about it. Cause when he went up and he asked like the front desk ladies, like, do you know where charity is? We're like, Dude, yeah, right. Like she's going to Who made them do him do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we were, we were giving him a lot of crap for that. And we were laughing at that, but yeah, it, he's, he's still around. It was, um, I think for Aaron too, is like he had the first one-on-one. So then there's a mm-hmm. huge gap between time that he got a chance to have yeah. that time with charity. Right. So you knew they had a strong connection going through it. Um, and you know, he's going to, he's going to go in and fight for what he feels right in the moment and charity accepting them back, I believe. Right. So um, it's one of those things like, we'll see how it plays out. I, I truly think that like we're recording this on Monday. I think it ends the way it's supposed to end. And I'm like really excited for, for them. So uh, I can't wait to to see tonight and watch. I'll be tuned in. See my guys. Is it shocking to you that Aaron B came back? Like, is, is did that seem like something he would do? Um, I mean, Aaron's Aaron's always gonna do what he feels right in the moment, and you may not um, agree with it. Like a lot of people didn't agree with him bringing up Braden uh, to charity, right? And I think it came from a good place. And I think him coming back from to Fiji is definitely from a good spot. And I don't think a lot of people kind of see that side of Aaron where like he is really genuine and he's going to do what he feels right in the moment, even if you don't necessarily agree with it. Um, but yeah. Do you, you've said um, that you've kind of like put Dotton on a pedestal. You thought it was really cool right off the bat. Yeah. What do you think about Joey? He's our other guy of the night. Well, Joey, Joey's uh, one of my closest friends now. He was my roommate when we were traveling throughout the show. So we got, we got a lot of time to, to connect and, and we're very, I know, we got a lot in common. We like to mess around with each other. And, and he's a he's a really, he's a sweetheart. Like that guy is a gem of a person. And like, getting a chance to get him know, to know him better was great. And like, the thing with this is the guys that are remaining are truly just some of the most incredible men. And we had a, an unbelievable group of guys. And we realized that like when we were filming, we're like, damn, like, a lot of these guys are awesome people. Like we all got along really well for the most part. Uh, but Joey's great. He's just like, very... 
I don't want to say low key because I I, I, not, I don't feel like I'm dogging on, but he's just a great guy, like super sweet, funny, outgoing, was very much like, I'm here for charity. Like, I'm not going to worry about anything else. Like, I'm here to see if I can have this relationship with her. But he's great. Like, Dodd and Joey are just some of the most incredible people. They're very, yeah. I would say they're kind of similar in nature, even though the size difference is quite a bit, but <laughs> they're, they're, they're great. I love them both. The uh, the interesting thing is you just said, you know, you had a great group of guys. And uh, I know from my experience, I, I believe we did also during my time on The Bachelorette. And then I believe the women when I was The Bachelor were incredible. But there was drama typically that was never shown. Arguments or fights. So in your experience on charity season, they can't show everything. Was there anything going on behind the scenes amongst all of you that was not shown that you were shocked by? Um, no, I think we really did have such little drama that the majority of it shown, like going into week two, like the Adrian Braden stuff, like Adrian talking to Cherry about Braden and then the Braden stuff with Aaron B and Oceanside and then him coming back. Like that was kind of the, the main source of drama from the season. Um, there was, there was one part, I believe like, and they showed it in a commercial for like Apothic Wines or something Ooh. like that. And James got into an argument, uh, which was like, that argument was actually so funny and me and him laugh about it now but he was like upset that like i stole charity first in oceanside and like it was cutting into his time and we were going back and forth like we were never going to see each other's way we just kept going back and battling and then eventually it's like he's like what do you want me to do and i'm like just go talk to her and then that was like the pocket wine commercial other than that that was like (laughs) yeah (laughs) what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You strike me as somebody who's who's watched the show in the past. Why do I get that vibe? I, I saw the only season I really watched fully well, too, was Peter Weber's season. Okay. I started a new job. I was living in New York City at the time. And my office was like really tuned in to like The Bachelor in that season. So I watched that one. I remember thinking like, oh, my God, this is like crazy. Like that ending was wild. <laughs> it was a good it. season to start. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Like, especially at the end when like Barb and Maddie are like kind of going out. Oh, my gosh. Yes. see television. So <laughs> I, I kind of got busy with work and I was doing my thing. I, I didn't watch. And then obviously going through the process, I knew that The Bachelorette could be from Zach's season. So I, I tuned into that and was like pretty heavily tuned in. There's also a girl from Tampa on that cat is who I'm friends with now. So um, like she's I was watching that and like kind of seeing how. It all was, but you really don't know what to expect until you get in there. Because it was, I, I envisioned some things going a little bit differently than than how they went out. I'd be shocked. I'm always shocked if somebody uh, agrees to go on the show and never has seen a season or seen an episode because yeah. it um, it seems like it happens all the time. Ashley and I are always shocked that people are the the mm-hmm. guy that uh, is the tattletale, the guy that is there for the right reasons and make sure everybody else is like. It's always wild to me. So I'm I'm glad you watched some of it. Now you had, did watch Zach's season. Obviously, you did participate um, on charity season. Let's as- again assume that you're in paradise. Um, let's also assume that paradise hasn't filmed yet. Who uh, <laughs> who uh, would you be most excited to see on the beach from charity season? Your buddies, and then who? What women were you most excited or are most excited to see on the beach? Yeah, great question. Good, good way to phrase that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so from my from my guys, like we did have a, a tight knit group. Like I was looking forward to seeing all of them. Like I wanted as many of Charity's guys on the beach as possible. Like we do have such a great time uh, together. In the moment, definitely like did not want to see Braden, and I was pretty open about that. But uh, we'll we'll digress there. Uh, Aaron B was my guy. Tanner, John Henry, John B. John B is like the most amazing guy in the world. He's I love him to death. Um, Aaron S is, is fun to be around with most people. Sometimes people don't like him. Some people love him. He's one of those guys where you're either going to absolutely love him or hate him. I found him pretty funny and, uh, I enjoy hanging out with him. He's a good, he's a good dude, but we had a, we had a really solid, strong group of guys. So those were mine. 
Uh, and then Charity's, um, I guess, friends, you can call them from Zach's season. I was excited to to meet Jess. Like Jess was was one of the girls that I'm like, all right, like I watched her on Zach's season. Kind of had a similar narrative where like we didn't get a, a one-on-one, but she's also from Florida, mm. um, not too long, not too far from where I live in Tampa. So I was like, I thought she was cute. I thought she was outgoing, funny. We both have quite an affinity for for Taylor Swift. So I knew we would get along there. <laughs> yeah. So I was excited to see her. And then I thought Mercedes was really cool. Like a lot of times you don't get a chance to really know the individuals uh, on the season. Like there's not too much of their personality shown. Um, but I, I thought that Zach did have a, a really great group of girls. So I think Jess and uh, Jess and Mercedes are ones that I would, I would be on the lookout for, I guess you can say. <laughs> okay. Uh, just from somebody who like doesn't, hasn't necessarily been to paradise. Do you find that it would be easier to get engaged at the end of paradise or the end of the main show? I think it's I think it's a tough a tough thing to do to get engaged at the end of any of it. I think one of the bachelorette was like you got to be open to it, and I was always going into it thinking like I'm, I'm I think I'm ready for it. If I find my person, like I'm I'm open to that experience, and like I don't want to get engaged for a TV show. Like I do want my engagement to be like legitimate and like the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I think Paradise, from what I've heard, you have a little bit more like freedom and time with them. So it might be a little bit easier to get engaged at the end of paradise than the bachelorette. Cause the bachelorette, there's a lot of guys going after one, one girl. And in paradise, you, you kind of have multiple, I guess, options that you can explore and see which one feels the best. And then at the end of it, if you're feeling confident, this is your person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be, I'd be open to getting down on a knee. I didn't realize um, what you've he- what heard and experienced are, uh, synonymous with each other because uh, we're going to assume again you experienced this wonderful beach where you fell in love and uh, are engaged or <laughs> don't happily worry dating. Sean before you know it they're going to put a teaser out yeah. and you'll be on it <laughs> yeah you're fine um, well Sean we always like to when, when a cast member comes off and you're in a unique sp- time right now where you just got done filming The Bachelorette and um, again you spent more time filming um, in paradise, a lot of your life, like this is a weird season because you go from like zero to 100 very fast. You go from never being on camera before to now being on camera for like three and a half, four months of your life straight. And now you're back in the real world. What are you most excited about now that this chapter is not maybe closed, but it's definitely going to change for you. And this time on TV is probably coming to an end, uh, for, for most of those that came on your season. What, what does life look like now for you? Yeah, it's uh, I'm really enjoying my life right now. Um, I'm, I'm loving where I'm at with my my work. They weren't my for my job when I went on Bachelorette. I wasn't too thrilled with me for for going on it. So I'm at a new company now that's that's pretty supportive of of the stuff. What that's do you going do? On. Um, I sell very niche. I used to sell software, payroll and HR software. Uh, right now, I work for a company uh, that's an advisory firm that helps. Um, the companies file for a governmental tax credit mm. and I'm on the sales side. So I go to conferences all over the country. I'm traveling quite a bit, which is amazing because I'm usually I'm going to places where I have friends now from the show, mm. like San Diego, I have a conference out there. You're going to see Braden, Airness, and hopefully Airbnb. Um, so life's good. I, I think I'm excited to get back into a little bit more sense of normal. Like I really did have an amazing experience filming on The Bachelorette, like met so many great people. Uh, like charity was incredible. Like one of the best girls I've ever met in my entire life. And I just had a great time, but I'm anxious to get back into a little bit more normalcy 
kind of get back into the routine before going on the bachelor i was very very regimented strict routine like every day doing the same things and one of the reasons why i went on it was it's gonna it's gonna break it up like i'm gonna get new experiences new things hopefully some growth out of it uh and it was it was pretty cool to go through that so i'm excited to just get back into a little bit normal see my family more haven't really seen them in a while so stuff like that we like to wrap our podcast up with a few fun questions and on your bachelor bio you said that you like to dip your chocolate chip cookies in whole milk, but what if only skim milk was available? Yeah, I think I, I think I do skim milk. I think milk gets a bad rap. I love whole milk. I drink whole milk, but those were when I saw those come out, I was like, oh my god, you couldn't make me look like so boring, like cookies and milk. I love that's my favorite dessert, but yeah, those are funny. <laughs> you take pride in your great head of hair, which I think is deserving. Thank you. And <laughs> and then you're a terrible texter. So like, are you a terrible texter with your friends or with girls that you're dating? Because that I would, I would suggest work on. Yeah. Uh, those, those were like so misunderstood too. When I was going through it, like there's a lot of things that I wish I could have, I guess, wrote my bio, but um, with, with texting, I call people, I call or FaceTime. Oh, okay. On my old job, I was always on the road traveling around Florida. So like I would call people. So, but okay. I always, if someone texts me, if I don't call them, I'm probably going to forget to answer. Um, but it's never like, it's cause I don't want to communicate effectively with a girl that I'm potentially dating. Usually I'm FaceTiming them at the end of the day. Cause I'm like running from meeting to meeting. So a little, little misunderstood there with, I guess, uh, what I was saying. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, I trust you on that then. That's good. That's a good tendency to have to call instead of text especially when it comes to dating last question is um in paradise what drink do you most want to order from wells at the bar um i heard wells makes a, a stiff cocktail so i do love tequila is like my drink i would do a tequila soda and depending on whether or not i need some some energy do a splash of pineapple i heard that's one of his specialties but mm. we'll see I'll ask Wells. I'm going to see him tomorrow. So um, I'll make sure to find out uh, if you were nice to the bartender and you gave him some tips. Um, <laughs> I hope so. Wells needs money. I'll tell Wells, tell him I said what's up. He's always seen like someone that's pretty cool. So uh, I will do that. Hey, Sean, it's really nice to have you on. Um, we do wish you the best in the future. We hope to get you back on here in a few months to break down um, your love story. And if you don't have a love story from Paradise, then we hope to be able to catch up with you to hear where life looks like here. Uh, when does it air? When's, when's the start of the air, uh, airing of the bachelor in paradise, Ashley September or something, right? I don't you know. If we, we have, do you have a re official release date yet? No, probably not. Well, sometime in Sean's like itching. He's like, I heard that it's maybe this day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard there's a trailer at the end. So, uh, oh, okay. So, so tune in, I guess you'll, you'll right. see. We'll, we'll probably find, we'll probably find out the date tonight then. Ooh, I do have a final question for you, Sean. Yeah. Do you travel with a hairdryer? <laughs> so it uh, depends on where I'm going. Funny part about this whole experience too, is I get to the mansion and I didn't pack a hairdryer. Cause so I was like, there was just 25, 30 girls there. There's gotta be a hairdryer around and I'm getting ready after we move in. And I'm like, where's, where's the hairdryer? And like, no guy brought it. I'm the only one that <laughs> uses it. So they had to go out and get me a, get me a blow dryer for my hair. But, good question, Ben. Very good question. So you put it on the CVS list that we yeah, have? Like, what do you need? The guys are like, oh, I want some protein powder, some like deodorant. I'm like, I get a blow dryer. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, goodness, I love it, Sean. Hey, uh, Sean, we hope to have you back again. Thanks for coming on the Almost Famous Podcast. We appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. Bye. With you. Talk to y'all soon.
So, yeah. Right. And before we leave, um, we just got this information in while interviewing Sean. The Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise have just come out with their premiere dates. And there's a new video relating to The Golden Bachelor that you can check out. Um, I think that it'll be either online or it might be airing during the finale tonight. But here are the times for this fall. The Golden Bachelor will premiere on Thursday, September 28th. It's a really quick turnaround for production for sure. It will be airing at 8. I do believe that initially there was word that it was going to be airing at like 10 p.m. And then there was jokes about the fact that what kind of golden people are going to be staying up to watch that. So we don't have to worry about that. Eight o'clock for The Golden Bachelor. And it'll be followed by two hours of Bachelor in Paradise from 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. This is all going to be very exciting. Three hours of Bachelor content. But take note, it is on Thursday. So Bachelor content on ABC moving to Thursday nights. This has been the Almost Famous Podcast. We'll be back very soon to break down the finale of charity season of The Bachelorette. Uh, Thanks for Sean uh, for coming on. Until next time, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.